Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Wow. Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bomba socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST. Code ACAST. This is a Lip Media Podcast. Beyonce sits Shante, you stay. You say that's fishy Well I say he's dishy We say that's fierce So sing all my queers Don't go nowhere Just prick up your ears The Word of the Gay Welcome to Word of the Gay where we aim to dissect common words in the queer lexicon with regard to their history, contemporary usage in the LGBT plus community and in pop culture at large. We're your hosts Lenny and Brendy. Hello! Thanks for tuning in today. Now you can follow the show at, at Word of the Gay Pod on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram, and make sure that you send us some word suggestions. Lenny, exciting stuff happened over the weekend. I recently discovered that Liza Minnelli had a dance track album. What? Back in the eighties. <laughs> <laughs> With the Pet Shop Boys, I literally... Oh, wow. That's They took her on board. She really wanted to release a dance track. I was quite excited. And how was it? I lost my mind. Like the main single, Losing My Mind. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) But that's what I did over the weekend, besides a little bit of parting where I went... You're struggling to say that, Brindy. (laughs) (laughs) I lost my voice at the end of the weekend. I was waiting for you at a bar, but you were otherwise (laughs) preoccupied. (laughs) I went to a wedding. You did. Yeah, it was so much... Much fun. Your outfit looked incredible. Thank you. A um, nice pant. <laughs> pant suit. Yeah. Which we will absolutely be posting on our Instagram. My grandma said it looked like pajamas. I loved them. <laughs> I thought they were very David Jones-esque. Yes. Yeah. yeah very in David Jones-esque. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Not like in an old way. And apologies for missing a show last week. Um, yes. Life got in the way. I literally lost my voice. <laughs> <laughs> for the first time ever, I was speechless. <laughs> Speaking of a certain ceremony that you went to over the weekend, Dal, what are we talking about today? We're talking about commitment ceremonies. Mm-hmm. Put a ring on it. They played that at the wedding, actually. Single ladies. Yeah. Oh, God, that is just so Beyonce for straight people. <laughs> oh, my God, we hang so much shit on straight people. And Beyonce. <laughs> <laughs> so, for some people, a commitment ceremony is a public declaration of a couple's lifelong dedication to one another. Yeah, and for others, it's just a celebration of their relationship so far. Yeah, and this kind of ceremony is usually conducted when the couple aren't able to get married legally. So it's often for same-sex couples, but not exclusively. 
commitment ceremonies could be secular or religious, formal, traditional, or quite loose and less structured. Some couples mock up a wedding and go through the motions as if it was a traditional ceremony, and others just treat it as an excuse to throw down some uh, espresso martinis with friends. <laughs> Woo! And commitment ceremonies do differ from domestic partnerships and civil unions, which are obviously legally recognised and provide similar benefits to marriage depending on where you are in the world. Whereas commitment ceremonies are purely symbolic and don't provide any legal benefits. No, but they've existed in one form or another for centuries, even predating the invention of marriage. I mean, same-sex ceremonies existed in ancient Rome, China, and at certain times in ancient European history. And they basically just involved couples promising themselves to one another. Yeah, it's interesting because the evolution of marriage from commitment ceremonies isn't always discussed in society. So these days, marriage is mostly seen as a primary way to provide society the opportunity to define an intimate relationship. But commitment ceremonies establish those relationships as legitimate long before marriage. And in modern times, accounts of same-sex commitment ceremonies are found as early as the 1970s. But it wasn't until the mid to late 90s that the ceremonies gained popularity. Yeah, and the earliest use of the phrase commitment ceremony as an alternative to gay wedding was by a man named Bill Woods, who in 1990 tried to organise a mass commitment ceremony for Hawaii's first gay pride. And then in North Carolina in the same year, a Methodist church reverend performed his first commitment ceremony of a same-sex couple. So Lenny, besides ours being more fun and better choreographed, what actually ha- <laughs> <laughs> what actually happens at one of our commitment ceremonies? Well, that depends, Brendy. With, you know, traditional weddings, you have rituals like engagements, the exchanging of the rings, the name changing, and the alterations in like legal, financial status and stuff like that. Even, you know, the wedding I went to on the weekend was less traditional um, in some ways, but it still did have religious aspect, rings, not sure about the name changing. But in the commitment ceremony world, there's less... I think there's more freedom, isn't there? Yeah, there's more freedom. There's much more freedom to create the ceremony of your your dreams or whatever. Um, It can be as formal or as informal as you want, as opposed to, say, yeah, a wedding where it's like, this is how people have done it in the past. And also stuff leading up to the wedding, like the hens and the bucks nights. Oh, don't forget the kitchen when tea. You're, <laughs> <laughs> when you're a same-sex couple, that kind of becomes redundant. Yep. Like you could do stuff separately, but I'm also sure it's not going to be in line with the traditional like man has last night of freedom and then woman goes out with her girlfriends and just runs amok. But yeah, like you could do something together. Maybe you're not going out. Maybe there's no strippers. <laughs> it doesn't have to be that. Well, my friend Tilly, he got married last year, yep. gay marriage, and they both had sort of their bucks nights or grooms nights or whatever they wanted mm-hmm. to call it. And they just went off with their closest mates separately yep. and just had their own sort of cocktail parties yep. and then just came together, I think. Probably less debaucherous. Yeah. Maybe, yeah, maybe I not. Think so. And the other thing is there's also like so many gender roles in, in traditional weddings. Of course. Um, again, you still see them sometimes changed in you know, heterosexual weddings, but there's obviously the groom waits for the bride at the altar. The father generally walks awesome. her down. Mm-hmm. There's the rings um, given Groomsmen. by the... Yep. Bridesmaid. The garter toss, the bouquet toss. Even the groom traditionally gives the speech on behalf of himself and his wife. And even that happened at the wedding. Oh, really? I went to, yeah. I'd like to see both of them do a speech. Yeah. Toast each other. Yeah. And then there comes dress coats. Yes, obviously also less rigid. You can wear what you want. Take off the corset. I mean, like a woman can wear like a suit or a dress. I mean, maybe there's, there's probably a few heterosexual women that have got married in a pantsuit, but... Not many. 
So you've got that. You can have two dresses, two suits, a suit and a dress. And with men, I suppose they usually wear suits, but... Depending on the weather, in all honesty. Like if I was getting married (laughs) in February, I'd be in chino shorts. Nice loafers, chino shorts, linen. I'd probably be in linen. Yes. Fuck this. It's too hot. And I guess the last sort of factor that's different is the fact that with a commitment ceremony, it's not legally binding. Which can affect relationships when something serious happens. Get your wills in check, everyone. (laughs) (laughs) As we both know, with commitment ceremonies, it's the public affirmation of a couple declaring their love for one another. Yes. Nowadays in Australia, what's it been? About (laughs) a year and a half? (laughs) (laughs) We've been legally (laughs) recognised. Thanks, Australia. (laughs) And even when marriage is legal for gay couples in 2019, some are still opting for a commitment ceremony because they don't believe in marriage. They don't like the religious factor of it. Yeah. Which is fair enough. Because it has stemmed from religion. It's got religious branches to it. And some actually may have already been married. And just like, who can be bothered? Done it. Doing it again. Can't be bothered. Yeah. Some people are disheartened by the divorce rate also. Well, that too. Yeah. So some people it's like, I'm not going to be any less committed, but I'd like to do a public declaration, maybe just have a party, but without paperwork and complicated. Too much filing. Yeah, exactly. Too much filing. filing. (laughs) Um, And in the past, a lot of people were probably asked, well, if you can't get married, why would you do that? But firstly, it's different from marriage. And often gay couples would do this much later in life. So it was like a celebration as opposed to being a commitment. Right. Which, again, is probably changing just in the way that a lot of people see marriage. But also, we're living in a bubble, so I don't really know. People still get married quite young and quite early into the relationship. But with gay people still, I think it's usually more of like a milestone. But I also think because of some generations, they were denied marriage for so long, they don't want anything to do with that particular tradition. Yeah, I totally get that Completely as well. Agree with yeah. it. Completely agree with um, it. I mean, even when we were rallying for marriage equality back in 2017 and I was marching. Were you marching, Lenny? No. I was marching for both of us uh, and protesting. And I think I was out of the country. Throwing stickers everywhere. You were abroad. That's right. You'd gone abroad. <laughs> I'd taken to the, the dangerous street. Uh, <laughs> I really appreciate you fighting for me, Brandy. No worries. You owe me one. Uh, if you get married first, you owe me one. I'll be that bitter bridesmaid. It won't last. No. <laughs> It will, of course it will. No, but um, what I sort of found like when we were when we were doing all the protesting and the rallying and whatnot, and I was sort of reflecting on it and I remember somebody saying, you know, do you really want to get married, yada, yada, yada. I said, well, it's not about me per se getting married. I said, it's about me having the option. Yeah. I don't really care if I get married. Mm. It's about the actual having the actual fucking choice yeah. and to I'll, decide what yeah. I want. Exactly. And I was just really happy for all the old people. Yes. They're so cute. Oh, that have been fighting for yeah. so long. Yeah. Absolutely. And so it's really interesting to look at how same-sex couples conceptualise and form these committed relationships despite being denied or previously denied the right to marry or growing up with that kind of inequality. Yes, kind of. So they obviously had to create alternative ways to form committed unions. There was a study, study done, which I love my studies. Love it. <laughs> Just like I love my flags. Yes. Go ahead. <laughs> So this study found that the majority of same-sex individuals did not consider commitment ceremonies as a transformative moment in their relationship. They saw them more as like a celebration of an already committed union. They felt a strong sense of commitment prior to having the ceremonies. This could be because 
they had been together for so long. But I personally feel like I wouldn't have a wedding or commitment ceremony until much later in my relationship. Yeah, I'm kind of 50-50 with it. It's a bit of a catch-22 for me because I'm like, oh, the legal binding situation Mm. is, yeah, I'd have to just double check. (laughs) Your rights. All my my papers, (laughs) my rights. Uh, (laughs) No prenup. No, 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 but I I generally sort of lean towards. But if you're in Australia anyway, you're de facto after two years. Exactly right. Exactly right. Yeah. Yeah, So I'm definitely probably more so leaning towards for myself a commitment ceremony. But how long into the relationship might you consider having a commitment ceremony? I need to get into one first, (laughs) don't I, Uh, (laughs) Dale? No, but I don't know. Like, I mean, I see so many other people that, you know, whether they're in a gay relationship or a straight relationship who are together for Mm. five years or 10 years and then decide to get engaged and then are engaged for another two years and then finally get married or ones that you know have been dating for a year and then smack bam they're getting married so i think it depends on the person i'm already committing to that person to be in a relationship i'm not a uh i'm a monogamous lover so (laughs) Um, what about you i think like 20 years 20 years 15 to 20 years i wouldn't get married but i like the idea of a commitment ceremony And something that was found through the study also was that while some people felt they were already committed and it was more just like a celebration, that for others it actually did change kind of their mindset and behaviours in the relationship just in terms of like working harder and making life decisions together. So again, it would just depend on the person. Yeah, I can see how it could have a an impact on the level of commitment you feel firstly like emotionally and also having that public declaration as well oh, 100%. Um, yeah and in the case for some same-sex couples it's been found that they were actually unable to articulate how and even maybe when they were committed to one another because they didn't have that framework of date. marriage right <laughs> yeah a date or a yeah date, or a, an anniversary like, date. totally yeah. or just that like kind of normalized notion of commitment yes yeah it's really interesting the psychology of how when people grow up either not thinking that's possible or being denied it how that impacted um, which is probably quite liberating actually for some <laughs> I think <laughs> and it will be interesting though to see how this will change though with future generations oh absolutely now that they're able to get married yes. when I was trying to get some info yes. last week this episode, the main thing I kept coming across was Carl Stefanovic. <laughs> Just Carl Stefanovic. <laughs> yeah. Commitment ceremony last year. Yes. Did it happen quite quickly after his engagement? I, I think, think he, so. I think he rushed it. Um, he proposed they're getting married, but they also had a commitment ceremony and people were like really confused about it. But what people think has happened is basically he was still married to his ex-wife of 20 years and they just wanted to do a celebration, do a little like legal loophole scenario and just kind of do a fake marriage. (laughs) (laughs) So they actually, just to break it down, they actually had a commitment ceremony and are intending to have a wedding, right? Yeah. It's not just a same-sex thing. But yeah, there's also other instances of non-monogamous people, maybe already married to someone and then having a commitment ceremony to someone else or to each other or just avoiding marriage altogether. Because obviously I don't believe that monogamy and commitment necessarily go hand in hand. I think there are variations. Not in 2019 in the open-minded world that we live in. Of course not. Hold up. 
What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. How would you like to look five years younger? In a clinical study, people that had volume added with Juvederm Voluma XC in the cheeks perceived themselves as looking five years younger at six months after treatment. Look younger, feel like you. Add volume for lift and contour in the cheeks with Juvederm Voluma XC. Reverse signs of aging by adding volume to smooth laugh lines with Juvederm Volure XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. And so the other day, Lenny, I have a bit of exciting news to tell you. I was proposed to. Oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> Legitimately. <laughs> Not even lying. We met under the disco ball appeal yep. on the dance floor. His name was Bjorn and he was 31. Absolutely gorgeous. And we we're having a dance and he thought I was an absolute hoot and proposed to me. And I was oh. like, no, no. And then he proposed again a little bit later. And he was like, please, I think you're an absolute hoot. I would marry you in a second. I asked him two questions. Yep. I said, do you need a visa or are you high? And he just looked at me. He's like, no, 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 genuinely. He's like, I would absolutely marry you. Oh, friendy. I know. And in, in my little bit of a tipsy stupor, I was like, mm-hmm, sure, okay, whatever. Ended up going home with him. Yep, delightful. Okay. But, you know, I, I was just like, mm, no. I'm just going to keep playing the field, yada, yada, yada. And <laughs> in the cold light of day, I don't know why I turned down a German diplomat, but somehow Oh, I my did. God. Brandy, no. Why? <laughs> How did you find out he was a diplomat? He told me. Later. No, throughout the night. Oh. So I was fully aware of it when I was declining his marriage oh, proposal. Oh, okay. But then, you know, after declining Paul Bjorn, if he's listening, <laughs> ask me a third time and I might say yes. It got me thinking about my dream commitment ceremony. Yes. And I have got, oh God, Lenny, I've got so many like little ideas, but I'm not one to go over the top. (gasps) Oh no. It's going to be a very loose, loose event, but I've kind of structured it to a degree. Oh God. (laughs) (laughs) Definitely not in February. I can't stand weddings in February. I've got. Because it's too hot? Unbearable. Yeah. Unbearable. That's just me. My body heat and a suit. Gross. Mm -hmm. So it wouldn't be, it would be sort of, you know, winter or autumn. I'd be hiring out a botanical garden. Possibly okay. the one in St Kilda. <laughs> Potentially the botanical gardens. <laughs> yeah. In St Kilda, there's a rose garden there with a gazebo. Oh. My bridal party, my sorry, commitment ceremony party, <laughs> um, would consist of two of my girlfriends and three of my male friends. Yep. And it's really quite interesting, this, this garden, because it's kind of in a T section with the gazebo in the middle. So I'd mm. have all the guests scattered throughout the roses and then like the bridal party would go up the centre aisle. And then they'd fan out near the gazebo. Oh, beautiful. And this would all be playing to this song by Heather Small called Just For You. Anyway, haven't thought about it too much. No. And (laughs) 
<laughs> and then I'm like, probably after that, it would then just lead into a very casual bar cocktail with a band and nice finger food. Very unstructured. Except yes. for that opening scene. Yes. <laughs> Well, I was thinking unstructured as well. I didn't get to anything that detailed. Didn't pick a song. Um, oh, my God, and I forgot. <laughs> costumes. Sorry, costumes. Oh, Attire. <laughs> <laughs> They'd be allowed to wear whatever they want, but the bridal party would all have a matching oh, rose. rose. I thought about attire. I would just love a linen pantsuit, custom made. Obviously, it has to be like good food and wine. I'm not sure about the location. It's either like some beautiful beach or in the country. And then I was talking to a friend about it and she suggested, why don't we go for like a whole weekend and I get to stay somewhere really nice with my partner, Jess. Yeah. (laughs) Potentially in this scenario, (laughs) it's going to be her. Um, And then everyone else sleeps in hammocks if we're at the beach or bunk beds in this like huge shed for the weekend. Love it. At a scout hall. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) And yeah, it's going to be quite loose as well. There'll be a ceremony, but then it'll just be like dancing and drinking. I wouldn't want anything with too much attention on me. No. Or too much about me. I just want to kind of have a party. And then like no more than like 50 guests. Yeah, I'd I don't probably know that be 100. People yeah. 50 on each side. Yeah. So and it was kind of nice to think about. Would you have vows, obviously? Um, yes, no. Uh, like I would just like to, yeah, like maybe not a vow, but like a mini little meaningful speech. Yes. Just to declare how you feel, but not so many like promises or whatever. No, and yeah. at the reception, I wouldn't do like the sit down bullshit. I don't enjoy that. No. Freestanding speech yep. from you and your partner and yep. then that's it. Nice. Yeah, nice. Aww. Can't wait. <laughs> so the first same-sex wedding on US network television was actually back in 91 on the sitcom Rock. And it focused on the main character's uncle revealing that he's gay and the family struggles to accept that. But it actually ends with them hosting a ceremony at their house for him. Cute. Call it a marriage, but back then it obviously wasn't legal, so basically it was a commitment ceremony. Then you had the real world, San Francisco in 1994, where HIV AIDS activist Pedro Zamora married his partner, Sean Sasse, in the first real same-sex commitment ceremony ever aired on television. Yeah, that season is actually credited with cementing the show as a hit. Yeah, and one of the grooms actually died just hours after the season finale. So he's become a gay icon. Yeah, it's I can't even believe that that was on TV back then. That's really cool, but really sad. Very sad. His story. Yeah. Very, very sad. And then there was Friends, the one with the lesbian wedding. <laughs> Ross's lesbian wedding. Le- I love the lesbians on Friends. Carol yes, and they Susan. They hate him so much and it's so funny. It's more Carol that hates yeah, him. Yeah, I know, but he's just... <laughs> Like he says problematic stuff, but they're just, I don't know, I think they're strong characters. Again, they have a wedding, but not legal. Yeah, Roseanne, Will and Grace, those shows all had commitment ceremonies featured. Uh, Then you get to the Golden Girls, however, and oh God, this show, I mean, it aired from 1985 to 1992 and it was just ahead of its time. And there's one episode where Blanche's brother comes to town and tells Blanche that he and his partner are going to get married and Blanche can't get her head around it. And Sophia, who is Dorothy's mother in it, Mm. she's like in her 80s, turns around and questions Blanche. And she says, you know, well, Blanche, why did you marry George? And Blanche goes on this massive rant about yeah. how, you know, they wanted to commit to one another and tell the world that they loved each other. And Sophia turns around and she goes, well, everyone wants someone to grow old with and shouldn't everyone have that chance? 
And it's just this really emotional, poignant moment where you just get goosebumps because yep. it's 1985 and it's just beautiful. And then Australian reality television series based on the Danish program, Married at First Sight. The show features four couples very much matched by three experts who agree to marry when they first meet. However, unlike other versions of the show around the world, the couples do not partake in legally binding marriage due to legal restrictions, mm. but instead meet as strangers at the altar of a commitment ceremony. It's very mad- marriage ceremony. Yeah, I didn't realise that till later that you have to apply to be married. You do. In Australia, yeah. You can't just go out and get married tomorrow. But in some parts of the world you can. Correct. Las Vegas. Correct. Yes. Fun fact (laughs) though, the most recent Married at First Sight, I don't know if you've been watching it, Dal. Okay, so my friend (laughs) Paul Manley loves it and he's kind of got me hooked on it just a little bit. And one of the gents that is on it is literally my neighbour, one street over, sexy ex-army veteran. Mark oh, wow. lives around the corner. Literally, I was watching. I was like, "Why do I recognize him?" And then I saw him like exercising in Victoria Gardens. I was like, "Wait, I know that." And then he was like outside his apartment block. I was like, "That is around the corner from me." Delicious. I would marry him. <laughs> I would absolutely marry him. And like a couple at the end of their commitment ceremony, we have come to the end of this week's episode. Thanks so much for listening. Thank you so much. Make sure you follow the show at, at Word of the Gay Pod on Facebook, Twitter and Instagram and send us any word suggestions. Absolutely do. We've had an absolute hoot once again as always, Lenny. A hoot it has been, Brendy. And my voice survived, Lenny. Yes, it did. So proud. Yeah. We're off for another week. Yes. See you next week. Bye. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, Hello Fresh is your guilt free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started.